Life Audio. So I'm going to give you five practical steps today for how to live a life above sin. So you don't need to keep being ashamed of yourself. You can go through this process as many times as you need to. Hello, my friends, and thank you so much for being here today for this special Faith Friday episode. You all, this is a very important conversation. It is a question that many of us have asked at some point in our faith journey, and it is, how do I stop sinning? First of all, I want to tell you that that is such a worthy question. It's such an amazing uh, question that you can ask. I believe that God is pleased with you when you ask that question, because that means that you want to be more like him. So let's first and foremost, just start off by laying the foundation of what is sin. We've got to define that word because so many people can define it in all these different ways. But if you grew up in Sunday school like I did, you have probably heard a similar definition. And it's basically sin is anything that we do say or think that displeases God. Sin isn't just the external things. That's what most of us think about when we think of sin, right? The the killing, the rapes, the uh, the stealing, the, you know, fighting, all of that stuff, right? The external things. But sin is also, even probably more so, the internal things. It's the judgment. It's the self-righteousness. It's the pride. It's the lust. It's the um, the greed, the unforgiveness, all of that internal stuff that nobody else sees. That's also sin. And so if you are going to have a real relationship with God, there's going to be a really big obstacle in the way called sin. God is sinless. And this is why the cross of Jesus Christ is so important, because even though we have good intentions and we're like, I want to learn about God, I want to experience the love of God. Great. But you're going to have to at some point deal with your sin issue. So I'm going to read to you a passage of scripture here out of the book of Romans, and many of you are going to be able to relate to what Paul is writing. Now, this is the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, and notice that he is not writing this in the past tense. He is writing this in the present tense. So I want you to listen to what he says, Romans 7, 14 through 25. So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. Let me just pause right there and say, there's nothing wrong with the word of God. There's nothing wrong with God's requirement for how we live our lives. It is right and it is good. He says, the trouble is with me for I am all too human, a slave to sin. I'm sorry, I have Taylor Swift playing in my head right now. And she's like, I'm the problem, it's me. This is what Paul is saying, right? He says, I'm the problem. The trouble is with me. Verse 15, I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I'm going to skip on down to verse 18. He says, and I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Anybody ever felt like that before? Verse 20, he says, but if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is a sin living in me that does it. Verse 22, I love God's law with all of my heart, but... There is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Verse 24, oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Verse 25, thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Friends, I could end this podcast episode right now because Paul just gave us the blueprint. Hey friends, how often do you speak life over yourself? 
Did you know that psychologists and theologians both support the power of affirmations? When I wake up every morning, I speak positive affirmations all from the Word of God. It's totally changed my life. Imagine starting each day with renewed confidence, hope, and peace. I want to invite you into this practice of speaking life. And to jumpstart your journey, I've created a soothing meditative audio just for my Faith Friday listeners. You can listen to this audio each and every day. It's yours for free at danashay.com forward slash speak life. It's time that you take captive every thought and make it obedient to the word of God. Download your free audio today at danashay.com forward slash speak life. Paul just gave us the blueprint. He says, you're going to have this war that goes on in your mind. You're going to have the good angel on one shoulder and the demon angel on the other shoulder, and they're going to be at war telling you what to do. The answer to that misery, he says, is found in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So I'm going to give you five practical steps today for how to live a life above sin. Now, notice I didn't say that you will never sin again, but how you can live a life above sin. You can be an overcomer. Sin no longer has to dominate your life. It no longer has to dominate your thoughts. I am a living witness of that. Not that I don't sin. I do. Ask my husband. I do. But I'm not dominated by sin. And you don't have to be either. So listen to these five steps. They're all going to start with R's. I wanted to title them with R's so just so that you could remember them easier. Okay. Number one is you need to recognize your need for salvation. You will not ever be able to live a life above sin without first knowing Jesus Christ. This is what Paul says, right? He says the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So what does it mean to get saved, to have salvation? That means that you recognize and confess with your mouth, the Bible says, say it out loud, I am a sinner in need of a savior. I cannot get to heaven on my own. I cannot have a relationship with God that is real with this big old sin problem in the way. Who's going to take care of the sin? Jesus Christ says, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll come to the earth. I'll make myself like you guys, even though up here is pretty great. It's pretty perfect. But I will make myself like you. I will go and I will die on a cross. I will shed my blood for you. I will be buried. I will rise from the dead in three days to let you know that I have power over everything, even death. And then I will carve a pathway for you to have relationship with God the Father again. That, my friends, is grace. And that is salvation. And that is required for you and I to live above sin. Step one, recognize your need for salvation. Number two, receive the grace of the Holy Spirit. This is so important. And I'm not going to get into this whole denominational conversation about, do you receive the Holy Spirit when you get saved? Do you receive him after? Is it a subsequent experience? For this conversation, I'm going to tell you that you need batteries in your remote in order for it to work, okay? If you have a remote control with no batteries, it doesn't matter how pretty that thing is, doesn't matter how much it costs, it doesn't matter that it was intended to go with your TV. If it does not have batteries, it is not going to work. Friend, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, you will not have the grace to live above sin. You won't. So receive the grace of the Holy Spirit. And maybe we'll we'll parse that out a little bit more in a future episode. Number three, remove and replace triggers. This is so important. Notice that I didn't just say remove the triggers. Get out of the relationship. Change your environment. Stop drinking, whatever it is, right? 
don't just remove the triggers, but then you've got to replace it with something good. So if you realize, okay, these are all the people and things that are causing me to continue this cycle of sin and I'm going to get that stuff out of my life, well, now you got to replace it with something. Because guess what? When you get lonely, bored, frustrated, stressed, you are going to be triggered to go back to the thing that used to fill that void in you. So get rid of the friends that are causing you to sin. Stop going to the bar. Stop hanging out in the locations that wherever it was, whatever you were doing that was causing you to keep falling, remove that, but then replace it with something else, something better, something good. So remove and replace the triggers. Number four, repair and repent. This is so important, friends, because when we do wrong, we must repent. You must repair what was broken, what was damaged. Now, this is easier to do if it's an external sin, right? You slap somebody in the face. You probably should go back and apologize to that person and ask them what you can do to make that right. But what about the internal stuff that nobody sees? You still need to repent and repair those situations. And this is why it is humiliating, isn't it? When you have to go to somebody and say, you know what, this is what I did, even though you probably never would have known that, just because I'm a person of integrity, I'm going to tell you this is what I did. I backed into your car when you weren't, you, when you were in the store and I left you a little note with my phone number, my insurance card up there. That keeps you accountable and it helps you to not continue in the cycle of sin. So repent and repair. And then number five, reject shame. Shame is never productive in your life. There is a difference between guilt and shame, and we've talked about that before on this podcast. I will link to that in the show notes. But understand that shame is not your friend. Shame isn't going to keep you from sinning. Shame is probably going to make you fall back into sin because you're going to feel like you're such a wretch, such a horrible person. I can't overcome this. I'm, a, I'm this, I'm that. And, and that's the devil's playground. So you don't need to keep being ashamed of yourself. You can go through this process as many times as you need to. So number one, you need to recognize your need for salvation. Number two, receive the Holy Spirit and his grace. Number three, you need to remove and replace those triggers. Number four, you need to repair and repent. And number five, you need to reject shame. I hope that this episode has been encouraging to you in your quest to live a life above sin. I would love to hear from you if these Faith Friday episodes or any of the Real Relationship Talk episodes are encouraging you. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Mrs. Dana Shea. And I pray today, friend, that your Friday and the rest of your weekend is full of faith. Thanks so much for listening today. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Wow, you stayed all the way to the end. You, my friend, are the real MVP. Thanks again for listening to Real Relationship Talk. The show notes can be found at realrelationshiptalk.com. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? If not, be sure to do that now. And may your relationships be uncomplicated as you build deeper connections. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. 
Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.